Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world. I'm Damien Barr, welcoming you to another Salon exclusive, where you get to be the first to hear about the upcoming books we are most excited about. We are celebrating LGBTQ plus history month. And in this episode, we have the pleasure of spotlighting the work of a debut poet whose writing explores her experience of being a trans woman. Leslie Storm's collection, It's About Time, Poems of an Uncertain Woman, is candid, playful, raw, and always heartfelt. Screenwriter Jane Goldman says, it contains powerful, moving, and accomplished poems that speak to all humanity. You're in for a treat. Let's have a listen to Leslie. Hi, I'm Leslie Storm and I'm really buzzing with excitement to be reading exclusively from my new book, It's About Time, for listeners of Damien Barr's Literary Salon. It's About Time is a book of poems, my own, of course. There's no story, not really. There is a portrait of an older woman on her own rediscovering love and loving in later life and looking back at her past, her family and old friends and her troubled relationship with her parents. I'm 67 now and some days I feel my age. I had written when I was younger but I stopped suddenly in my 20s and I hadn't written anything creative for 30 years when I began sketching out a few poems a decade ago. They were dreadful. But I didn't stop. I got better, I think. I was content to grab a spot at an open mic night or poetry slam, and I'd long since given up my youthful fantasies of being a writer of any kind. So this is a surprise, a real surprise. I maybe should explain that I am a transsexual woman, which accounts for the mannish voice, but I hardly mention this in the book. It isn't important to what I write. It isn't important to me. It isn't even important. I'm going to read a few poems now. They were all requested by Damien for today, and they include two of my own particular favourites. I'll explain a little about the inspiration of each poem when I've finished reading it. The first poem is called Camelot. Inevitably, there are aspects of our being together that I shall regret losing. Things like watching you sleep while I read Edwin Muir or Norman McCaig, something like that. Wondering why we're together, sharing this bed, this room, sharing your home, finally sharing space in our strange, separate lives, wondering and wondering why we're together. Like you're almost but not quite completely silent, snoring, and the talk, tick, talk, the antique mechanical clock you have in your hall, louder because I've opened a door. I've done this before. That clock will easily outlive us both. Like listening to you pee, smiling while I do, having no idea why, why I'm smiling, why I'm listening, why I care about you, and why does it matter, why not, why bother, why me, why am I with you? I am, I just do, and I listen while you brush your teeth, you gargle. Who gargles any more? I stand, quiet as death, unbreathing, by your bathroom door, listening, a weird auditory voyeur. Like imagining an older me, an older you, the lengthening shadows as year on year 
if we are lucky enough, unlucky, blessed, unblessed, drawn tighter together, our separate, single and joint memories coalesce. At 66 and 64, our future is a stay of execution, each day and week and hour, and the inevitability of another separation. You or I will face another disillusion, and I cannot, will not endure another desolation. Like watching you while you read your incomprehensibly entitled books in Latin and in Greek. I'll not speak, not a word, not yet. Later, finding an excuse, some pretext to abuse Platonism, have a go at Heraclitus, just for fun. You will rise to my bait, because you have retained the charmed, soulful seriousness of a clever working-class lad at fabled Oxford. Like your weirdly crooked and oddly contented smile, and all the while loving you laugh at my jokes, poking fun at the great and the good, because we must and we should, laughing together aloud like making love after my own five-year, ten-year-long sacrifice, homage to other lovers, the mothers of our children, a lip service to tepid celibacy, no idea what I might feel in a new body with boobs and medicinally dilated virginity, two broken hearts, old hearts, love-making in the vicinity of our recent and too distant pasts. But nothing lasts forever. Like your face, that wonderful, loving me looks, sometimes a scowl. I glance up from a book, you watching me, concern written in the lines of your face. You worry, because I wear sadness like a cloak, wrapping myself, my lost hopes, exile and families, in a soft heart of melancholy. Don't rescue me. I am not your Lady of Shalott. Darling, you are not Sir Lancelot. Your beloved London is not mine, not my home, not my many towered Camelot. I wrote Camelot at the beginning of what was my first new romantic relationship, shall we say, since the 1970s. I mean, I hadn't dated since 1978. That's a long time, and at my age... And I'm older today now, I am filled with doubts about the wisdom of being in love and this old. The next poem is called, Of Course I Can't Forgive, But Love. I have grown old, old enough to be older now than my mother when she died, with her legacy of bitterness, jealousy and regret. Old enough to know better, and yet, and yet, too late to be reconciled or forgiven, and yet, and yet, the laughing girl, her favourite sister's favourite sister, was loved by her own unloved child. God may forgive, not me, nor can I forget, not yet. Forgetting is ruin, and I will remember, must remember, how you made me who I am today, devastated by neglect, but loving, cursed by uncertainty, but caring. Tormented to the fullest depths of my own self, but happier than I had ever hoped to be. And now, now, a grown woman, not a child, not a lost boy, not your abandoned son, your unexpected daughter, who loves you still. I had a very troubled relationship with my mother. For a while, as a child, I was her golden child, her favourite. And by the end of her life... I loathed her 
and couldn't be with her. We'd hardly spoken in several years when she died and I didn't want to know her. My last poem is called Simple Desires. I want Paul Henreid standing by to light the cigarette that he'll supply from his silver case to love me and settle for the stars. I want Humphrey Bogart to call me kid and pour my champagne before we leave to catch the train. I'd never leave him alone, standing on the platform, heartbroken, bewildered in the rain. I want Robert Redford to remember me with longing and regret, to remember how we met and the way we were. I want to spend one long, hot summer with a blue-eyed and cool-handed hombre, but I'd settle for Paul Newman hustling me into bed. If Richard Burton were to read, say, Dylan Thomas to me and shower me with diamonds, I doubt I'd have a much I might regret. To have John Wayne come home to me at night and hold me tight and tenderly, having ridden the range all day, might seem strange to you, but not to me. Oh, kiss me, kiss me, Robert Young and Franchet Tone. I want to be gone with the wind. Gable may not give a damn. I do. Simple Desires is me having fun. I'm not always serious about movies that I've loved as a child and loved still as an adult and the actors who are just, ah, take my breath away still. So obviously, Paul Henry, Humphrey Bogart, Robert Redford and Richard Burton. And I mentioned also a couple of other actors who were probably known only to our grandmother's generation, or rather your grandmother's generation, my mother's generation, Franship Tone and Robert Young. And of course, hidden in there, there are the titles of several movies, most of them amongst my favourite movies. And lastly, a big thank you to everyone here at Damien Barr's Literary Salon and to you for listening. That was Leslie proving you can become a published author at any age if you can find your voice and tell your own unique story. Leslie joins our illustrious community of rising stars on the Scottish literary scene and we hope you enjoy discovering her poetry for yourself. It's About Time is published by Leamington Books, an indie press based in Edinburgh and we do love an indie press here at Salon. The book is available now in all good bookshops and as ever, we recommend supporting your local indie. Please join us again soon. And in the meantime, happy reading.